0: Latest edition of the Black Bird's Eye View. I am Robin S., and today we are chopping it up with Dawn Blagrove. Dawn is an attorney. Um, she's a graduate of Florida Agriculture and Mechanical University. She earned her Bachelor of Science degree in political science with a minor in secondary education. Um, she's a master degree um, in applied social science. She's worked with Williams Mullins Law Firm, formerly Mupin. Taylor and Wake County Public Defender's Office and the North Carolina Prisoners Legal Services. Um, She worked for eight years as a post-conviction staff attorney with North Carolina Prisoner Legal Services where she co-managed the jail credit team with five paralegals dedicated to jail credit issues. She evaluated and prioritized requests for criminal post-convictions, representations from people incarcerated, in North Carolina's Department of Correction. On their behalf, she litigated motions for appropriate relief and petitions and writs of habeas corpus in North Carolina trial and appellate courts. Um, Blake Grove has served as an adjunct professor for the um, community justice system of Fayetteville Technical Community College. She taught courses that include interviews on um, interrogations and um, introduction to criminal justice. She's also a proud co-sponsor of the capital city chapter of the Jack and Jill of America. And the way that I met her is she's the executive director of Emancipate North Carolina. And for these reasons, I am deeming her a subject matter expert. And today, we're going to talk about the current climate surrounding um, this pending lawsuit um, against RPD in the city of Raleigh um, that stems from 13 Black people being arrested and charged with trafficking heroin using um, fake
1: evidence. Are you familiar? Welcome, welcome, first and foremost, welcome. Thank you, and thank you for having me. And yes, I am familiar with the case. All right, then. Um, just just
0: to give everybody a, um, a just a little history. I am new in um, Dawn's universe. We literally just met a couple days ago because I went to a panel discussion that was hosted By Emancipate North Carolina, where District Attorney Lauren Freeman was one of the people sitting on the panels. Um, And there she was um, under fire um, from several of the community members who literally have had bad experience with the Wake County District Attorney Office. Um, Just out of curiosity, have you had any experience with the Wake County District Attorney Office in terms of what's happening right now?
1: Yes. Yes, I have had um I deal with in, in my work as an advocate I I deal with uh the Wake County public uh Wake County uh District Attorney's office quite frequently. Um sometimes uh intimately. Uh, as a matter of fact, the morning of the morning of the forum, I had been in Wake County court uh getting some charges dismissed for another um advocate out of Fayetteville, who was arrested at um, the General Assembly, uh, when she was trying to give public comment at a committee meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, I have also worked very, very, um, I worked very, very closely um, as an advocate in my position as it related to the Chiron Hinton case, where Mm -hmm. Kyron was beaten by um, several, several different agencies, literally every law enforcement agency in Wake County that has jurisdiction um, beat Kyron and sucked dogs on him. And uh, was, I played a role in helping Lauren understand that it was necessary to file some charges in this case. Um, I have no doubt in my mind that were it not for a strong um, public outcry Um, about this, that about Kyron's case, that no charges would have ever been filed. Um, I think that additionally, I've been involved with um, a woman who last summer was, she and her daughter had a gun pulled on them by a white racist young man wearing a MAGA hat uh, who yelled racial slurs at them through, uh, at a stoplight and pointed a gun at them. I stood with uh, that family publicly and privately as they interacted with law enforcement and, you know, in, in the position of being a victim, and was able to interact and advocate on their behalf uh, to the district attorney, Lauren Freeman, um, to ensure that charges were brought in that case. And even still, she refused to charge. Um, she refused to find that there was a racial element to the case at all. And so would not use the uh, the um, hate crime statute that North Carolina has on the books to enhance the uh, the sentencing.
2: Got
1: it. So we got charges in that case, but um, it doesn't always happen. The current public defender of Wake County, the lead public defender, Deontay Thomas and his wife, who is now uh, Beth Thomas, who is now the executive director of, Amanci- excuse me, executive director of Car- um, North Carolina Prisoners Legal Services. Um, they were uh, the victims of some racial harassment downtown Raleigh with their families. Uh, there were some Boogaloo boys or whatever walking around downtown Raleigh with large long weapons who was harassing them and their family. Um, and Lauren refused to bring charges in that case. They they had no charges brought. So yeah, I am very familiar with the goings on at the um, Wake County Prosecutor's Office. It's I, I, I love that you are in, in that realm
0: because I've spoken to lots and lots of people, just random people because I do this thing called the Black Man Speaks and the black woman speaks and it's one thing for people to speak about something that they think they know it's another thing to speak with someone who is actually involved in the in the workings and the, and you understand it so well maybe you can help me understand this um in 2020 lauren Dear lauren freeman the district attorney of wake county um first got on the news and i guess it broke the 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 news broke that officer omar abdullah basically um was working with this ci and um the ci produced a, a substance and said it was heroin and um turns out it wasn't um and i and that's just a little backstory. i found it odd that at the onset of this investigation before she sent everything to the sbi because i know she sent it to the sbi the sbi sent it back to her she sent it back to the sbi before she did any of that if you look at her statements she's basically saying without any type of investigation that um her office has no reason to believe that officer abdullah was aware that the ci would do what he did and that it's unfortunate that they were using information from the CI to make charging decisions. Um, so so out the gate, in my opinion, she put the blame on the CI and she covered for RPD. And then here recently, um, after all of these SBI investigations, she's saying that she she's indicted the, the CI, but she hasn't indicted um, the RPD officer, because she's still sticking to that, there's we don't have any reason to believe that um, the officers knew anything about the CI. And when you read the complaint and you and you and you're privy to the information that's associated with this case, you learn that back in 2018, this CI was arrested by the same officers who recruited him to be a CI. And the reason why he was arrested and charged is because he was selling crushed aspirins as cocaine. So I just don't understand from that perspective, how the DA can say that RPD was not aware of it. And and if hypothetically speaking, RPD really wasn't aware of it, how no, is it still not the responsibility of RPD?
1: That is the million dollar question, right? <laughs> um, so let's just be clear. Okay. Uh, Lauren Freeman has a record, an indisputable record of giving the full on benefit of the doubt to law enforcement. Um, if you will recall one of the questions that was posed at the forum, was whether or not she believed it was necessary to have a separate group of public, or excuse me, a separate group of prosecutors to prosecute law enforcement related issues that was separate from the main office of the public defender, excuse me, of the prosecutor. And here's why, because there is clearly a bias that exists with Lauren as it relates to law enforcement particularly to the Raleigh Police Department. Now, I believe that this is not necessarily a bias because that that is that is promulgated from a deep belief in law enforcement as much as it is from from understanding the political fallout that comes from not appearing to be pro cop. Okay? Um so I think that your your assessment of what she was saying um, in that initial statement and how that initial statement has not changed, has on you. Not changed to reflect new information as it is come as it comes in is um, is astute and I think it's also incredibly accurate. Lauren Freeman has a demonstrable bias towards believing and towards credibility of law enforcement, particularly RPD. That's number one. Number two, uh, because of the work that I do, I am able to have a voice often that folks who are practicing in Wake County courts on a regular basis do not always have for fear of retribution, retaliation against their clients, against their cases um and as a result of that um I'm sometimes privy to information um from inside the courthouse that that others are not one of the things that I know um that I have heard from multiple sources is that by the time Lauren Freeman made the public statement about officer Abdullah she had been aware of the problem for close to a year it was not a surprise there was not much investigation that should have been going on at that point because she was well aware of the problems with abdullah's cases Mm -hmm. well aware and even after she made that public statement she still drug her feet in dismissing those charges Mm -hmm. and letting folks go Mm -hmm. Because as I understand it, there may still be some people that are being detained up until very recently that were being detained based on these charges that were created by this officer who clearly and demonstrably, whether it was intentional or not, lied or misrepresented information or the information that he presented was just flat out wrong in getting arrest warrants, search warrants, and the like, and getting the jurisdiction to hold these people. So in theory, once Lauren Freeman found out that there was a problem with the credibility of this investigating officer, she should have and had an obligation to dismiss any charges this officer was was associated with and start those investigations anew. Exactly. Exactly. It's
0: interesting that you say. Um. And I, it's interesting to me because, hypothetically speaking, even if Officer Omar Abdullah had and and the and the other seven, because to me they're um. It's okay, baby. I got my little Chihuahua down here startled, but um even if it even if officer omar abdullah and the other seven officers who are named were not aware of what that ci had it within him to do the reality is no one did any field test on the drugs Mm -hmm. Field tests on the drugs that came back negative these people were still arrested um Mm -hmm no one viewed, this is prior to the arrest now, no mm-hmm. one viewed the buy videos to even to, to confirm that there was a buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there, no money was um, collected, no drugs mm-hmm. were collected. And, what, and when they did say they collected the substance, it was not drugs. So my question is, if there is no evidence that's either, that's either tangible or audio or whatever you need your evidence to be, if there is absolutely zero
1: evidence, yeah. where were these 13 people arrested in the first place? Well, the answer to that question goes back to the ar- original premise, that Lauren Freeman has a disproportionate amount of faith and belief, and, and offers a, an unreasonable level of credibility to RPD right? Not. Because without any tangible evidence, right? Mm-hmm. Which which is, and let me just be clear, when we're talking about evidence, very, very often um, you can have a case where there is no physical evidence, right? And it is all about witnesses, eyewitnesses, people who saw things, people who recount their version, and then it is left up to the jury to determine who is telling the truth and who is not. That is if you make it to a jury trial. However, in instances of charging, and this is why it's so important for your viewers to understand the importance of the district attorney's office and why it is so important that you have the right person in that office. Because if you do not, you end up with absurd results. Bec- like, for example, what we saw happen in Elizabeth City with the Pasquotank Tank Sheriff's Department that murdered uh, Andrew Brown And the district attorney there said, nothing to see here, everything was justified, you're good. And that's it. There is no other, um, there is no higher entity than the district attorney's office when it comes to deciding when criminal charges are going to be processed, are going to be pursued. So having said that, Lauren is often content with nothing more than the word of Raleigh Police Department or some other law enforcement agency and finds that that evidence in just the word that just their take, just their on information and belief of those officers, that that is enough to proceed on a criminal charge, that that is enough to disrupt somebody's life, that is enough to throw them in jail, throw their families into financial, um, insecurities, because of bonds, because of, you know, losing a household income. Um, She it regularly, regularly. And and to be fair, it's not just Lauren, it's district attorneys all over the state, but we are talking about Lauren today. And Mm -hmm. Lauren regularly relies on little more than the word of law enforcement to determine whether or not she is going to pursue cases. It's just that simple. Interesting. Well, what about if you
0: Get past whether or not you, you you knew that they they knew that they knew the CI. You get past the fact that Lauren is who she is. Um, you and I spoke uh, before, and I'm going to read what I have in my um, upcoming article for you because to me this is just a bottom line and the end of story. Furthermore, this is what's written. Furthermore, if Raleigh, North Carolina, is a municipal corporation organized by charter under chapter 160A of the North Carolina General Statutes and the community, I mean, in the city of Raleigh maintains and operates the Raleigh Police Department and the employees of RPD are agents of the city of Raleigh and is responsible for the appointment, the training, the supervision, the promotion, and the discipline of the police officers. Doesn't it follow that the legal responsibility for the um, RPD officers, for CIs, for any employee of the Raleigh Police Department, isn't that responsibility, doesn't it fall at the feet of the city of Raleigh under state laws for negligent acts and omissions of RPD in the course of their employment? How is it that she can overlook that that's like a rule in
1: their book how
0: how how,
1: am i not looking at this right so okay this is where my legal expertise is going to come in a little bit right because what you're talking about is negligence right so our criminal justice system has two sides it has a civil side and it has a criminal side okay lauren freeman deals with the criminal side okay the civil side is all handled by the city. But I don't mean to interrupt, but wouldn't the actions of the police officers make it criminal? Or is that, am I looking at- Well, no, you are, no, you're right. No, and it is confusing and you're right. The actions of the officers would make it criminal, but the district attorney is the person who ultimately decides if there are criminal, if there has been criminal activity, and mm. there is no one else who gets determined that. So you can end up with the absurd result that Lauren Freeman says there is no criminal activity, there are no charges that are warranted for RPD, and on the civil side, the the civil courts could rule that the city of Raleigh was negligent in the way it oversaw these officers and is therefore responsible financially for the harm that they cause. You can end up with those two scenarios. You end up, we we see that happen all the time. For example, with Breonna Taylor's family, where we saw the city have to pay her family because there was negligence, but mm-hmm. then there were no criminal charges. Mm-hmm. Because the people, the, the two the two sides of the law the criminal side and the civil side function primarily independent, right? So the civil side, for example, and now that doesn't mean that there is some solid wall between the two, because make no mistake, if you have a civil case where you have criminal charges and criminal convictions, that is going to be further evidence of negligence in your civil case, right? And and vice versa, if you get a civil like if you if the district attorney brings criminal charges, and you get a civil settlement, finding that the city was negligent as um as the entity that is responsible for the behavior of RPD, that would also be evidence in your criminal trial. Okay. But it is not neither one of neither sides decisions neither criminal or civil are determinative in the other court got it they are simply pieces of evidence that can be used to prove whatever case but in this situation i think what is most important and i can so understand why this is confusing because you find find it really well okay because you can find that there is negligence you can find that they didn't do what they were supposed to do and also find that 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 failure that negligence did not rise to the level of criminal mm, now let me just be clear about this that is the thing that can happen but for anyone who isn't a cop it is a thing that almost never happens <laughs> let's just be clear right no. very very rarely um are you able to succeed in a civil litigation against a private citizen where there is not corresponding criminal litigation it it. just doesn't happen the reason that it happens here though remember because we talked about it was political is because of the damage that it does to the civil litigation for the city of raleigh
2: Mm. there are
1: criminal charges right Because Uh if Lauren Freeman says on the record, she believes that these officers' behavior rose to the level of criminality, rose to the level that they broke the law, then that creates a whole different dynamic in your civil litigation and exposes the city. Because, okay, the the municipalities have a thing called sovereign immunity, Uh Thing called sovereign immunity, but sovereign immunity means that they can cap how much you can get in a civil litigation. How much, whatever, how much damages are going to be awarded? They can cap them, and they can say, "Listen, uh, we can't. We don't have to give you. We're going to claim sovereign immunity, and we don't have to give you more than our insurance policy allows. And if we don't have an insurance policy, we'll have to give you shit." Oh, sorry. You're okay, my <laughs> people, all right, they oh. are. So. Because they can claim sovereign immunity, but sovereign immunity is only viable if the person or the entity or the city employee or the state employee was acting within the function of their jobs. Okay. Mm -hmm. However, Lauren brings criminal charges. Then it's much easier for you to prove that they were not acting within the the function of their ministerial duties, means the duties of their role. They were working outside of their role as a city employee, which lifts the cap of sovereign immunity. Got it. Okay. So long story short it is, it's about money. I got you, I got you. You make such good sense.
0: Um, now When you stop and think about the complaint, and I don't know if you, I'm, I'm sure you have, I'm um, had access to to read what's what what who's saying what. Um, R- Raleigh police depart Raleigh police officers are flipping on Omar Abdullah. Because oh. if because because if you read it, and like 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 a very smart person I know always says, read um forensically, if you read it, this is what it looks like to me. And, and, and you tell me if 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 this is is a reason why Lauren Friedman would want to go this route instead of just doing the right thing? So Lauren Friedman has asked um, if anybody, if any of the um, if any of the men who were arrested or anyone involved would be willing to testify against Omar Abdullah, not the other police office, but but specifically Omar Abdullah. Um, and, and and she said that if no one was going to come forward and testify against him then she was going to go ahead and drop that and go ahead and indict the ci so i got to thinking about that thing Don. i got to think about like now why because i like to think about the why of things because if you can understand the why of things it to me it, it it lets you feel it more as a person than the what of a thing but um i thought to myself Someone said she, what she's going to do is she's going to flip the CI. I said, "What well, the CI don't need no flipping. The CI already a crackhead and the CI is already a crook. So the CI is already a hot mess. So this is what I think is going to happen. I think that we live in a good old boy state. I think that, that the main officer who is um, at the center of this is a black officer. I think all of the people who were victimized were black people. I think that the chief of police during that time frame was um, a black woman, um, and you. and all of these people, all those other seven people who were named in the complaints, I don't know what race they are, but my spirit is telling me it is some white people. Now, now, and and I not for, for my white listeners. I mean, I love anybody who love me, but um, I'm saying all this to make it make sense. At the end of the day. The CI got indicted. The CI is going to get offered some kind of deal. And the CI is only going to point um, his fingers at Omar Abdullah. That's that's how it's going to go down. And it's going to teach Omar Abdullah a lesson that he cannot do what them good old boys can do and get away with it. That was just, I mean, that might not happen. But that's the only way I can see her getting out of it. Because if she, we're talking about Lauren Freeman, If Lauren ends up um, indicting the the cop, that one cop, in her mind, she's probably thinking that's gonna be enough for us because it looks like the DA office did something. But what happened was they arrested the wrong person's son because from where I'm standing, um, we don't know how many of our brothers and sisters are locked up. We don't know. Just because they said it was from 20, 18 until 2020, that's just what, what got caught. And if you look at it, it doesn't look like it's their first time doing it because everyone was so comfortable doing it.
1: There it is. There it is. That's it. Um, so I think that your assessment is dead on, uh, except that I don't think that they, I don't think that this is some shell game that Lauren is, or some chess, chess game that Lauren is playing in order to make her case against Abdullah Stronger, she's not going to charge him. Ever? Ever. She's not going to charge him. And, and how do you think she's going to justify not charging him? Because she's going to say so that we're she's going proof. to say, she is going to say he did not know. But there's proof that he did know. It doesn't matter because she is the one because now, now let me say not that it doesn't matter I get it, it doesn't matter in charging right it matters and if you could get it to a jury where other people would have the opportunity to, it needs to go to court but it does but again that's why i keep saying the most powerful person in our criminal justice system is, is the it. district attorney because it is the district attorney that decides if a jury ever gets to it they so, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't they, interrupt. I promise. No, no, no you good. You good.
0: Um, and this is one of the best interviews I've had in the long, and and not to say that to my people who I have interviewed. When I say the best, I love understanding things. I love under and 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 this is something that I've never thought about. So this is wonderful. I appreciate your time, but mm-hmm. um, my, but if if the records show that officer Abdullah arrested that CI in 2018 for selling um, the CI he was using then uh, drugs, and then they t- and end up testing the drugs and found out it was aspirins. Um, so so the, so CI end up uh, doing time for for um, for Someone doing selling fake for, for selling fake drugs,
2: mm-hmm. and,
0: and then Nance the officer Nance and Omar Abdullah back in 2018 recruited the ci recruited the ci so they was trying to help him out trying to let him make some money and work off of his charges and so they recruited him knowing that he has sold them aspirins as cocaine i don't understand how lauren friedman feels like the people are gonna see that as him not knowing and
1: okay let me stop you right here because see the first mistake you're making i'm trying is, to be law school is, is using the same type of logic for law enforcement that is used for everybody else because that's not what happens that's not what happens in, in the district attorney's office fact. let me be clear it is often not what happens when a jury gets it right because our society as a whole has this. And I think it's a sort of psychosis, um, where we would like, in order for us to feel safe, right. In order for people to feel safe, they have to buy into the social structure that is created. Part of your safety is tethered to the underlying principle that law enforcement are the good guys. I don't think they're the good guys at all. Well, you and I both, right. We know that, right? We know that. But the vast majority of people have to believe and they don't even know that they think it. It is something that is so deeply ingrained in them, has been so deeply indoctrinated that they don't even know consciously that they're thinking it, right? But ultimately, what jurors, even jurors, do on a regular basis is this the law enforcement officer is given. Not just the benefit of the doubt, it's given the benefit of honesty. And it is a defendant then it is the person is the other person who has the proof the sh- the burden of proof that they are more credible. Now that's not how it should be, but that's how it works. okay? Well, well let me ask you this.
0: So Lauren Freeman is the district attorney, so it she is the highest power in terms of making charge and decision, and you cannot go over her
1: head to anybody. Nope, nope. not at all. Well, what's the point in all of this? Well,
0: thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Black Birdside View. Until next time, breathe with